the Late Night Legends podcast is meant for an adult audience only. It may contain sexually oriented content. Content may not be suitable for sensitive listeners. Please be aware of your surroundings. Listener discretion is advised. to Late Night Legends, internet podcast and radio show. We are coming to you live from a crop circle. Bam! Nailed it. <laughs> Worked it in. <laughs> content on the interwebulous stratosphere. Tonight, we have a hot docket. I don't like that terminology. Tonight, we've got a really great show I- for everyone. <laughs> Have an, interview, an interview with Dakota tonight. So we are very excited about that. Uh, he is interviewing for one of the open host spots. Um, so that's very, very exciting. Um, what do we got going on, guys? I would like to say that Jenny reading the intro is my favorite. <laughs> Jenny, I'd also like to say that if you can think of something that rhymes better with Hot Pocket, you need to let me know. But Hot Doc, it seemed like it was most appropriate for that. Why okay. did we have to rhyme it with Hot Pocket? Yeah. Don't ask me questions. questions. <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> no. Got an interview no. question next time? We can yeah. Have, you know what? We'll ask Dakota what rhymes with Hot Pocket and see what he says. <laughs> if he says something other than Hot Docket, that's what we'll put in the intro. Well, I'm still wondering why we're rhyming things with Hot Pocket. Oh, Frank says oh. don't ask questions. Yeah, that part is confidential. Okay. Yeah. All right. What else do we have going on? Uh, working on a website. It's going to be up soon. It's pretty cool. It looks pretty nice, but it's going to look nicer. More info to come. Uh, what else you guys got? <laughs> <laughs> like they have something to compare it to now. Oh, right, right, right. That's right. It did look nicer. We, we're, so we're, we have placeholder <laughs> images and blog posts with stock photography. And uh, those stock photos are definitely not the people we're interviewing. So that's that, that website that you didn't see? Yeah, don't that they about, have no don't idea. Worry, don't worry about the people in there. Perfect. <laughs> what else is going on? Kara, Tressa, are either of you working on something at this um, event? 
We have some interviews coming up on my end. Nick Sarlo, he is hosting a con spirits in the spring at the end of April. So he will be joining us March. Is it 20th? Seems reasonable. Do you want me to that seems check? about right. I'll check. I'll check. Um, with uh, Corbin Bentley. He is with Bell Mansion and um, is going to have some really cool stories and is doing some really cool things in the paranormal field. He will be April 10th. April 10th. Next I definitely week. originally scheduled him for a random Wednesday in April for no good reason. We don't do our show on Wednesdays, you guys. <laughs> so I had to definitely circle back. So I think it's April 10th now. <laughs> um, so I'm really excited about those interviews. March 27th was next, Sarna, by the way. Also, we got another host joining us. Tressa, would you like to do introductions? What now? What's going on? You're, you're the other uh, host that just who's joined our, us. This is our fifth host. There's a small, dapper, gentle uh, lady. Oh, no, th- this is a gent. This is Oz E. Uh, hello, Oz. He's terrified of everything because he's small. <laughs> he's very small. <laughs> he also looks very afraid. Yeah. Quite the dapper gents. Quite the dapper one. (laughs) It's really it's 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 kind of strange because usually the small dogs are the fearless ones. You know what I mean? Oh no, he is for sure. He will make your life a living hell with his barking, but he's also terrified at the same time. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll talk. I understand. Mm. That's I'm with girls. Uh, awesome. Well. We got about 10 minutes before we bring on Dakota. Do you guys want to talk about anything else before we get there? Hey, do you guys know about all these other podcasts I do? I've got all this stuff on Twitch that's uh, Space Dracula is the name. I'm sorry. Space Dracula's. Yeah, just go to onfiretonight.com and it's the funnest. She already has a website, unlike us. I mean, it's bullshit, but it's there. I don't think it's bullshit. I've seen the website. I can dig it. You've got exactly what you need and nothing superfluous. No, no, no. It's just a bunch of links. It's fine. Yeah, it's great. Um, I was going to ask you, do we have any updates on the Mothman sighting that happened a couple weeks ago at O'Hare? I mean, if we do, I haven't seen anything, but I haven't haven't really searched it out either. I haven't seen anything. Um, I happened to be driving by O'Hare with my mommy, and I was like, Mommy, there's a Mothman out here. (laughs) Like, what do you mean? I'm like, I don't know, like some serious firefighters. <laughs> he's like, what the fuck are you like, talking about, Frank? She's like, what do you mean? And then she's like, she's like, you know who you sound like? You sound like your sister. She's into that kind of shit. And I'm just like, okay. And I'm just driving the car. <laughs> yeah, maybe not talk to mommy about that shit. Yeah. yeah. We're going to have to or try say, to. Or say the word mommy ever again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're going to have to. Do you really no. say mommy? I, no, I don't. This is making a joke. Okay. I, I was going to say, though, when you when you meet my mom at the wedding, I'm going to have to come up with elaborate backstories of how I know all of you because I can't mention the podcast <laughs> or maybe I don't want to. So we just... We're all in a polyamorous relationship. Oh, and... God. <laughs> I think she would so do I get me. to start thinking about our backstory? It's going to be like a villain yeah, origin you could, story. You can do whatever you yeah. want. You know, I, I'm just saying, like, if we if we tell my mom that we're in a polyamorous relationship, like, number one, she's not going to believe me. Number two, she'll probably kill me on behalf of Kim. <laughs> probably, I'll probably be dead. I mean, Kim's yeah. into it, so it's fine. <laughs> That's the whole idea. It was her polyamorous. idea. Hey, listen. Thank you. Lord Cronus <laughs> is going to be jealous. 
but yeah, I mean, hey, whatever you guys want to do, I'm just saying we should come up with some <laughs> ulterior narrative of how I know y'all. <laughs> Okay, at a Mothman sighting, we mm -hmm. all were gathering. <laughs> I, was on my, I was on my way to a jewel heist. <laughs> I am the international jewel thief. I opened the door for you at, at, the, at the jewelry place. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how we met. I don't know. We'll have to think of something. All right, I think it's time for me to text Dakota. Bring him out. When he <laughs> <laughs> on that note, let me just go ahead and whoop. There it goes. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we're the finest content on the interobulus stratosphere everybody we sure are Kara. i have a, a maybe yeah. medical question for you why is alkaline sure. water taste so much better than regular water i don't think it does i think you're wrong <laughs> I, yeah i think that that's go fuck yourself frank <laughs> well yeah. guess, guess, i guess i'll go fuck you're myself wrong. i don't know yeah. <laughs> that's not an accurate statement i, I think um. I, I really think it does taste better than like tap water well, I think the or real like, question is why is fizzy water so delicious? Thank you. It's okay. I've I've I, I like also some don't think it is. Ah. I, so like for years, my favorite. Kara's a big tap water stand. Don't I care. Am. <laughs> I am Chicago water, but um, since I don't have Chicago water, I depend heavily on the reverse osmosis faucet filter straight from it. All I day. mean, listen. So like, I used to like the Fiji water. And for years, I was like a water snob about it because I'd only drink Fiji. But then I started drinking alkaline and so much better. The reason I don't like tap water, whether it's Chicago or any of the suburbs or anything, for so like I know there's fluoride in it, which I'm very much against. But I also really like smell bleach sometimes. And that's such a big deal for me that like it for me, it tastes gross. Next time you're drinking Chicago water, kind of smell it as you're drinking and smell the bleach in there. It's pretty bad. Yeah, no, it or smells the chlorine. Yeah, there's your first problem. Don't smell the thing. <laughs> Excuse me, I will Chicago smell whatever I want before I put it into my body. I can't hey. do tap water. Dakota. You can hear me. Give me one moment. We can hear you. While I hear you guys. Can you hear me? We can hear you just we fine. We can hear you. Well, welcome right. in, Dakota. I'm getting you guys. Give me one moment. Okay. Who interviewed Dakota? Raise your hand. Okay, Kara, you'll have to do introductions. What's his feeling? No, I'm really bad at introductions. I didn't say that. But what about the tap water, though? How does he uh, feel about tap water? We'll have to address the tap, tap water question. About tap water in a minute. How do I feel about tap water? No, just, what's your favorite water? No, Dakota, we learned last week I have to do introductions oh, yes. first. Yes, no please. talking. <laughs> okay, okay. Because I'm bad at it. So, hi, Dakota. I'm Kara. I talked to you on the phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, in no particular order, next to me is Frank. Hey, Jenny. How's it going? Actually, Hello. Jenny, Tressa. Hello. And then everybody, this is Dakota. Nice Hello. to meet you. <laughs> I have been texting. In all fairness, I have been texting Dakota quite a bit. Mm hmm. So Dakota, first question is about water. What's your water preference? When you go and you have to go somewhere and you're like, man, I'm going to take some water. What are you taking? Tap water, bottled water? What brand are you taking? LaCroix? Don't, okay, leave out, so yeah, don't leave out the fizzy water. Am I am I going to a place without bringing my own tap water? Or... You got to bring your own water of some sort. Yeah, you're going to go on a hike and you, you have a, either have a bottle or you can fill up a bottle. Whatever you okay, want. Okay, so... I will say, for my personal preference, I am a little bit of an elitist. I'll take whatever's there, but if I'm taking stuff with me, you know, I've got it's a, it's called a Berkey filter, 
um, and it actually has like two ceramic candles uh, that they're called and uses like uh, osmosis to filter through the ceramic, removes uh, pharmaceuticals, pesticides, um, and all the other crud that can make its way into the water supply. So that's your, uh, that's your preference. So that's my So choice. a little bit of a reverse osmosis tap water is what I'm hearing. Exactly. That's what I prefer, but hey, water's water. I'll take what I can get. That is my vote as well. I, I think my dream would be distillation center under the sink, which is costly, but yeah. re-adding minerals after the fact, because you can't really drink a lot mm-hmm. of demineralized water else it'll really hurt you. Yeah, and that's why I went with the Berkey instead of the uh, instead of the RO, instead of the reverse osmosis, is because the Berkey's not taking out all the good minerals and stuff, like yeah. with the re- reverse osmosis. Because, yeah, then you get bone density issues and everything else. Not yeah, that great. You got, you got to, like, add stuff back in if you're going to do distillation. So, hey, I think you yeah. passed that question. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> I'll take it. And somehow 10. the question is no longer as fun. I'm just saying, if you would have said alkaline water, <laughs> I took all the joy out of it. Dakota, it was removed. If you would have said alkaline like water, like a reverse osmosis filter and minerals, if you would have, said, well you would have said alkaline water, I would have used my uh, pull on the team to just get you hired. Just saying. <laughs> well, I do. I do enjoy alkaline water. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. When when I am out without my own personal source of water i really enjoy springing for the fancy stuff mm. treating myself a little bit whether that be like the it. fiji or the alkaline or that like a icelandic black water it's pretty cool i do like that stuff i like uh what's the one with the big skeleton head on it or the skull oh, liquid death liquid death yeah, liquid death that's good that water that's yeah. great yeah. oh my that's, god i had no idea if you like the yeah. fizzy water like jenny's talking about they've got like a lime flavor that's really great and even the regular mm-hmm. flavor is great it's like water from the alps but it's expensive <laughs> i'll just say that <laughs> it is yeah it'll make you holy and uh hydrate the hell out of you awesome so before we maybe get started with regular questions do you want to let our listeners know who have never talked to you uh maybe introduce yourself say some of the things that you like to do some of your hobbies your favorite color and then uh, your favorite animal? Certainly. Uh, so I'm a Maryland native, uh, although, although for the past like half decade or so, I've spent more time away than at home. I was uh, fortunate to, enough to serve two years abroad in the uh, Peace Corps. Um, and now I'm fortunate enough to be uh, working remotely full time. So I bought a truck and a camper and have been traveling all over the U.S., uh, living full time, hopping from place to place. Um, I love the outdoors. I love hiking, biking, kayaking, uh, hunting, just being outside in general. Um, in terms of favorite color, I'm partial to green. Oh, that's great. Like forest green. Giving us all the right answers. Um, <laughs> what? And there was. It's my favorite color too, Jenny. Oh, that was what you took from that. The, the green color. <laughs> that's it right there. Woo, green. Green and alkaline right. on oh, it. Yeah. Oh. He even threw the Fiji in there, which was uh, not not coached in. He actually organically <laughs> said that. I mean, I, I feel like Fiji was one of like the the classical fancy smancy water it brands. Was, it was one of the first, but like before I liked mm-hmm. Fiji, I personally liked Evian, but then I stopped liking it so much for some reason. I don't know why. I just naturally was like, oh, I'm going to try something new. Just a little too passe. Just <laughs> what, how do you guys feel about not Dasani? Do you want to get juicy with this topic? I will say Dasani is one of the few where I might go thirsty first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got kicked out of London, but we'll, we'll talk about that at a different show. 
I mean, if we want to get into it, there's some shit going on with bottled water. Like, you have no idea how horrible the Fuji owners are. It's fucked. However, I don't want to get into it. So let's go on. Not Nestle. How about, uh, oh. I got this question for you. What are your favorite things when you're talking about paranormal stuff? Mm, so... I'll start it out this way. So my whole life, I've been interested in all different fields of the paranormal and unexplained. Um, I will say I'm, it's almost pre preordained. Uh, my birthday is in fact, Halloween. Oh. Um, so it was kind of bred into me. Um, but I, I, I like to focus on more places of power, kind of like haunted places rather than haunted houses or, um, you know, haunted locations, more the land itself being haunted um, and the spiritual side that the land imparts. So, uh, you know, I say that I'm a Maryland native, um, but up until my grandparents, uh, my family lived uh, in a little town called Silo, North Carolina. Um, and it's right on the slopes of uh, Mount Mitchell. Um, it's like a stone's throw away from Linville Gorge. Uh, and that's where the uh, the brown mountain lights are said to be. Um, and, you know, during trips back home to see the extended family, um, I fell in love with the wilderness um, and just all the old places of the world. You know, th those places where you go and it just feels different. Um, so that's really where my focus lies. Um, but tangentially related to that is uh, cryptids. I, I think that which cryptids arise um is heavily influenced by the uh the peoples and their cultural experiences within these like places of power almost i need to know more about the brown mountain lights oh yeah yeah also, you guys haven't heard of them we have not yeah um so the brown mountain lights uh again this is uh in brown mountain linville gorge gorgeous area and it's like deep deep in the heart of the Appalachian Mountains, which, fun fact, the Appalachian Mountain chains are, uh, they're, they're older than bones. They, yes. those rocks, those mountains formed before bones evolved. But deep in the heart, deep in the Blue Ridge province, uh, for centuries, people have reported mysterious lights uh, dancing over the mountaintop, uh, working its way over, and then vanishing up into the sky. Um but no, no one's been able to describe them. They've been documented. Um, there's a little bit of discussion as to the, the first documented case, but a lot of people say that it was back in the 1770s when a British um, uh, geographer was coming over to uh, map out the colony for the crown. Um, and he went into great detail uh, talking about the lights that he saw playing on the mountain, how beautiful oh. it was. Um, th there's some dispute whether he was actually talking about the brown mountain lights or something similar in South Carolina. Mm. Um, but in the 1850s, uh, we had a, uh, a more solid account in the newspapers, uh, talk about these lights and, you know, it started generating, uh, kind of a national tourist scene, uh, people coming from all over the Blue Ridge Parkway was put in, uh, you know, I think the early 1900s started drawing tours to the area. So in, in 1910 or like 1912, 
the U.S. Geological Survey actually sends a team uh, to go and see, try to get to the bottom of what these lights are. Um, and, you know, they, they've both the original USGS team and scientists since then have put forth a couple of different uh, theories from like um, swamp gas uh, to ball lightning, uh, bioluminescent fungi. Um, and, you know, all the tropes. All the tropes. And for the first one, the typical swamp gas, first of all, we're in the middle of the Appalachian Mountains. There's no swamp conditions for hundreds of miles. Um, we'll say uh, the bioluminescent fungus. Yeah, there is bioluminescent fungus in that area, but people are seeing these lights from ridge lines away, from mountains and valleys away. Um so we, we've never really figured out what they are. Different legends have arisen, and this was the original uh, home settlement area of the Cherokee Indians, of the oh. Cherokee Native Americans. Um, so kind of like how, the, uh, how Hawaii has their, uh, their native uh, spirit light warriors who patrol the island, it's believed that the Brown Mountain Lights uh, might be spirits of passed on Cherokee uh, defending their old territory. And then there's also, um, I, I think the, the, the prevailing lore and theory in the like 1880s, 1890s was that it was uh, lost Confederates from the civil war trying to make their oh, way wow. home. What do you, so, yeah. what do you think it might be if you have a strong opinion? So I would be tended more towards, uh, the Cherokee explanation of it. Um, that sits most right with me as uh, they were on that land for thousands and thousands of years before anyone else um, and more than anyone else would have spiritually imprinted on that land. So that that's more towards what I lean to. Um, but I do tend to try to stay on the skeptical side. My, my thing is with so many different aspects of the pan paranormal, I want them all to be true so bad, so badly that I have to take a really hard lying skeptic stance uh, to not just fall down the rabbit hole. <laughs> I agree. I'm there with you. I get it. Yeah. I welcome so, the rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> Love, so South uh, Carolina has something similar though. You said, is it, is it similar? Like, is it like the same? Well, so what a lot of people are saying that this original account from the 1770s was, uh, was that he was actually saying um, he was using very fanciful language to describe thunderstorms uh, rolling over the hills in South Carolina, um, which, you know, is possible, but. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of weird ass stuff that happens around the Appalachian Mountains, especially thunderstorms, yeah. especially fancifully roam over the hills only in South Carolina, though. I yeah. Mean, yes. Only there. I only mean, maybe there. the dude found some uh, very special uh, types of that bioluminescent mushroom that might have also had some uh, some psychedelic properties <laughs> that ah. might have influenced his observation of the thunderstorms. <laughs> I mean. That's awesome. <laughs> you do you, bro. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> More power to them. I'm curious about what you were saying about like the cryptids and, and being influenced by the culture of the people in specific places. Could you maybe 
do an example yeah. of that? Totally. Um, so take, for instance, in Maryland, we have uh, the Snallygaster. Have you guys ever heard of the Snallygaster? No, but please tell us. Really wild thing. Um, so uh, the Snallygaster is one of the few cryptids that I personally, for the life of me, don't think has any real basis in reality. No. Um, but it's said to inhabit the, uh, the Appalachian region of Maryland. Um, and it's kind of a hybrid between a, a dragon, uh, a snake, what? a little bit of chicken, and uh, a goat. Stop. Um, and it, it would fly around and like uh, lay eggs in people's farms and uh, kidnap farmers <laughs> and drop them towns away to where they weren't supposed to be. Um, but what we, what people have found in the Snallygaster, you know, it, it highlights the fears of the farmers and settlers in that area at the time of, you know, uh, losing their livestock uh, to unknown predators. Um, but they also incorporated in a lot of folklore that they had brought from Europe. So in um, wow. in this part of Maryland where they settled, uh, there were a lot of set settlers from Germany uh, who brought over similar folklore tales, similar cryptid type beings, and kind of morphed them into one creature. So I was going to say, what could this all possibly say about Marylanders <laughs> at the time? But you very maturedly brought it back to making yeah. it seem normal and not weird at all. I keep thinking mm -hmm. of Trojan. Except for the name. I mean, the name I'm not getting over anytime soon. But <laughs> well, and then also, you know, we'll go with one of the, we'll, we'll say two of the most, uh, uh, prevalent cryptids. So we'll talk about Nessie and we'll talk about uh, Bigfoot. Um, both of those cryptids, both of those animals are so specific and prototypical to the environments you'll find them in. So Nessie, these huge, ancient, deep, like almost eldritch uh, level lakes where, you know, things go down, they don't come back up. Um, I think is personified quite well in Nessie. Yeah. Uh, Bigfoot, uh, the tale, you know, old tales of the mountain men, wild men, people getting lost up in the mountains, deep, deep in the forest and becoming feral and wild. And I think we see that reflected a lot in Bigfoot. Interesting take on Bigfoot. <laughs> I will say, I will say, and my my fiance strongly disagrees. Bigfoot yeah. is one of the um, one of the few cryptids that I actually have more faith in. Oh, um, than a lot of oh. other cryptids. Yeah, uh, well, that, just that one I I would dig, I would dig absolutely. But Bigfoot is one of my one of my absolute favorites, and mm -hmm. yeah, I'm definitely not, not buying it. Yeah, and Bigfoot especially, uh, you know. A lot of the cryptids are strongly, if they were actual living animals as we understand them, right. a lot of them would be resource limited by the areas that uh, that they typically inhabit. But the Bigfoot have such a large range to forest and travel over um, that I think you know if if a large primate or a large animal of any kind was to hide anywhere, I mean. You know, the forests of Oregon, Pacific Northwest, um, and British Columbia would be the place. 
Yeah, I, I would agree on that one. Absolutely. Because you don't quite realize how large those some of those areas of land are until you're actually there, like especially considering like the national parks. Like if you look at those areas, there's so little that we see and so much that's out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you feel about the whole like idea of the veil? And that sort of being something that comes off or, yeah. or comes comes through back and forth in between our dimension and another. Oh, uh so I've not heard uh, the veil specifically, but you're talking about like uh, Bigfoot basically being able to shift between dimensions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's interesting. Um, I don't have any specific thoughts on Bigfoot, but that's definitely something that I've personally thought about when it comes to ghosts and spirits. Um, you know, a lot of people talk about how in our current forms, in our current bodies, we might be limited to only experiencing the world Um, in three dimensions and then like time as a linear Mm. dimension and that you know after we pass on after our spirits are freed uh, from this mortal coil so to say um, that we revert to a more true form and experience like all times flow uh, together at one time and I think that's definitely possible um, both with human non-human spirits um, and then other creatures Um, yeah. Hell yeah, I fucking love that. That's a really good uh, take. Time is a fucking human construct. Everything mm-hmm. else, once you're gone, once you're not driving this flesh car, it's all flesh good. <laughs> the, the, the meat mecca. Yes, thank you. <laughs> totally. We're going to ha- start a hashtag, flesh car. It's going to go <laughs> Yeah. We should. It's so bad. Hashtag flesh car. I'll put it it sounds like some, some horrific... Something has gone horribly, horribly wrong at the surface. I think something did. (laughs) (laughs) The fly scenario. I don't like that. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Got caught in the wrong teleporter. Yeah. Oh, man. Remember that movie? That was a great movie. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, Does anybody else want to ask a question? I also have questions. All right. Well, we'd like to ask everybody this question is. Oh, I'm sorry, Jenny. did Did you actually raise your hand? No, no, no. It's totally fine. <laughs> I'm not going to ask him the hair question because he's always on the road. He could be 10 miles or he could be oh. five miles. Oh, the hair the question. The no, no. So O'Hare. one of our questions is how far away are you from O'Hare? But you have to answer in time. Oh, like drive time. O'Hare. O'Hare, the airport. Yeah, yeah. How how far away from you drive time right now would you say you are? So right now I'm in the middle of the Ozarks um, in Missouri. So... I'm bad at estimating the Midwest. About four, I would say it's <laughs> about would, four hours or so. I'm in, only four I'm hours? Hard. No, it's more. In Missouri? I, I was, Missouri? Well, I'm like on the border with Arkansas. Definitely more than four hours. Yeah, Are you insane? Four. Illinois is very long. And <laughs> yeah. Have you it's taken the worst. Memphis? I would, okay, well, well I'm going to look this up. I'm going to do I would say, go to Memphis and watch you suffer for the whole I'm going to bet. Illinois. I'm going to bet 10 hours. Okay. That's my, that's my bet. Ooh. Well, actually, so I you're right. Yeah. Probably about. We're going to we're going to find out right now. Clippity clap. I'm googling. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for you guys to see my superpower, which is Google. <laughs> it works sometimes. <laughs> it works 90% of the time every time. Every time. <laughs> I'm glad you <laughs> 10 points cuz you got that reference. Beautiful. Um, why beautiful film also it is you know I don't want to sound like a hipster but I really like that film before a lot of people were really into it okay. were people not into it no I mean like right when it came out it wasn't super popular and then I feel like it took like 
five years of people like us making references before people went back and watched it. We're like, oh, yeah, that movie is great. Let's make I a like sequel. like how you identified already. People like us. So. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> what? People, people that enjoy the movie. That's what I meant by people like us. What yeah. movie? Anchorman. Okay, I was um, going to say, yeah, no, oh, no, you're right. Like it. it wasn't big when it first came out, yeah, but it kind of leaked into the unconsciousness of the public. I agree. It, I feel like it, it it hit its stride right around the time that like memes started really yeah. also hitting the zeitgeist. Yeah, because um, every college I, dude in every mm. college town uh, repeatedly and relentlessly quoted it four years so okay. they're like oh fine we'll make memes out of it fine <laughs> i have an answer to the ozarks so i i wasn't sure where the ozarks was but i was thinking more um, for me just missouri which i tend to associate st louis which is oh i'm in missouri mm -hmm. which is so right now if you were to leave it is seven hours 54 minutes so we'll just say eight hours oh and okay st louis is more or less in the middle so it would be about four hours. I'm only about an hour off if it's St. Louis, which it wasn't. So I'm wrong. Mm. And that's what matters. And that's what matters. The same. Well, I'll tell you no, what. So I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you, you said what? Four or five hours. I said 10 hours. Yeah. So, you know, I guess, that's the difference. The difference. <laughs> I, I exactly. guess. Um, what else? Well, what do you mean? I guess. <laughs> I mean, I'm probably wrong. right, but I mean, as long as wrong. as long as I'm right, I can also <laughs> be wrong. <laughs> the thing about me is, I'm right when I'm actually also wrong. You'll learn about that. Yeah, we got that. We know <laughs> that about you, really Frank. Great. Also, <laughs> guys, should I ask him about the the sandwich, the PB and J? Do you want to ask him why he wants to work for us or with us? Please, with... no PB and J. No. Why do you want to work with us? Yes, there we why go. Why do you want to work with us? Not for us, with us. So I really enjoy just talking about the paranormal and just, uh, uh, pardon my language, shooting the shit with some people who are also interested in talking about the paranormal. Thank I love gosh. discussing different ideas about it. I like tossing back and forth with Jenny. I I, I had heard the theories about um, essentially Bigfoot being a dimension shifter, but I'd never referred, heard it referred to as the veil. Um so just popping back the different theories and stuff, it's uh, it's something that I'm very interested in. It's a good answer. I mean, that's kind of like what we do here. It's like a lot of people will ask, like, what is the show about? Like, or what are we doing? Are we like educating people? And I'd like to say no, because we really don't. Mm -hmm. what we What I think we, we we're trying to do here is kind of scratch the surface and introduce some of these paranormal topics and try to entertain mm -hmm. at the same time. And then if someone happens to learn something along the way, that would be bonus. Just, that's just a bonus for us. So um, that's a good way to put it, Frank. I feel like that's exactly what we do. We're just yeah. talking shit and having fun. But also we have some really cool stuff to tell you about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like if you want to learn like serious Bigfoot stuff, for example, if we ever cover Bigfoot, which we haven't yet. I don't understand really? why we haven't really done a show yet. How is that it's possible? It's a, it's now I just figured you guys so had much. and hadn't heard it, and that's why I hadn't no, brought it up. We, but guess not. who's talking about it in April? Yeah, I was gonna say, how is <laughs> not yet? We've brought it up a few times, and we've had um, mm -hmm. some periods of time where there has been discussion, but we've never done a dedicated show about it. But if oh, we did, it's expansive, there's so Next much to go topic. over. Yeah, so yeah. We'll Next topic every month. <laughs> yeah well, exactly and so For many regions topics it's going to be different <laughs> regions we're going to cover north america yep we're gonna we're gonna shoot on over to asia for a little bit um, mm -hmm. we can go south 
into the Central and South America regions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Throw in a little Africa too. Hell yeah! And Jenny, then did you cover it a year? Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Topics are done. Yep. Yeah. So. Check. What I was going to say is like, you know, we wouldn't be able from an act. I would say if you're looking for a very academic podcast about Bigfoot, it wouldn't be us. <laughs> That's all. Well, I mean, no, if it's about Bigfoot, I think it will be a very academic. It podcast. could be. Honestly, eh. there's enough content out there that you could make a very serious, academically driven podcast if you really want. I think so. But I'm just saying. Jenny, I just want to know if Jenny uh, listened to the things I sent because it was very good. About the Gimlin, uh, the Gimlin, uh, it's super good. Yes, I started it. I have not completed. <laughs> it's so what good. Listen, whole super thing. into it. What's a Gimlin? Is it the Gimlin footage? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Gimlin something footage of the of the sixties Bigfoot. That it's it's the Bigfoot footage. Yes, the one that 100%. you have seen. Okay. Yes, mm-hmm. everyone has seen, and every photo or parody is based off of. Yes. Mm-hmm. What do they What do they have to say about it? It's um, some other people have done a very extensive research about it and it's they've had people that did special effects in the 60s and interviewed them. They're like, there's no way that in the 60s this could be that accurate for uh, a female (laughs) Bigfoot because pendulous breasts and it it goes on. It's so extensive. It's so good. It's 100 percent real. I will testify to that. Well, and it's wild because there was, um, you know, one of the dudes came out and was like, no, I was the cameraman. I filmed it. You know, it was a complete hoax. But like you were saying, there were so many special effects artists, so many people analyzing the film left, right, and center. And they're like, nah, there's no way. <laughs> there's yeah, no right. way without I mean, like about, CGI. Like, yeah. Talking about like the way that like the the hair moves mm-hmm. like and, and hangs in certain ways. It's pretty intense. And the guy who's like, oh, it's totally fake. I faked it with them. It's like, you have something to gain from this. The people that are saying it's not <sighs> fake, dude, they have nothing to gain from it. Like, why should we believe you from everyone else involved with it? Fuck you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> There's been a lot of people that are, have been scumbags like that. Like, I remember listening to Coast to Coast and there was this guy who mm-hmm. every few years he'd come out and be like, oh, I killed a Bigfoot. And, and what he would do is... <laughs> Yeah, he would and be like, "Oh, here's Bigfoot. Come take pictures." What? I didn't know that yeah, part of it. I remember this guy who always he called in. in. Homeboy got arrested. Oh my for that god! One. Yeah, it's pretty bad. That's your Christmas day. Yeah, <laughs> there's people that do that all the time. They'll try to like reskin an animal with a different skin. And be like, "Oh, here's yeah. a chupacabra. Here's this other animal." Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, because you know, everyone's an idiot. Bad. That goes back like like so far back to the beginning of like, you know, when we started talking about cryptids. I mean, one of the original, like the Fiji mermaid was yep. just like yeah. two stuck together skeletons, like monkey. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then the jackalope, of course, that was completely and Yeah, like so many people just playing around with dead things. Like, look what I found. <laughs> yeah. It's like and it worked. And then, but then people believed him. Yeah. <laughs> people were like, oh, let me come see this exhibit. It's like everything wow, in the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum is that, that kind of stuff. Do you guys ever go to Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum in Orlando? Oh my God, yes. It's like all yeah, there's a bunch of them. Yeah, every time I'm near one, I go in. Hell yeah, they're great. <laughs> have you guys ever been to the uh, to the Muter Museum in uh, Philadelphia? I have not, and I'm terrified no. of it. What is but... that? It is... I've actually been twice. I went for my eighth grade field trip, believe it or not. Um, That's not a thing. Wow. It's pretty metal. Um, But no, (laughs) it was was 
so interesting just seeing all of the uh, medical peculiar peculiarities. Um, and I went back recently and it's uh, really interesting. They're going back and trying to find like the actual provenance of the specimens and like determine oh. the, the lives that these people led, which I thought oh, was really wow. interesting. It's interesting, but it's also something that I don't want to know. I don't want to know, yeah. know that the dude hanging in the museum was it's like usually not good. There has to be a detachment there. We know yeah. they're humans, but that's enough. Yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> wow. Very, very creepy. Uh, do we want to mention what that is for anyone who is listening who is not aware? Oh, yeah, probably. Probably. Please do. Yeah. So uh, the, the Muner Museum is in uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Um, and it was put together, I think, by, uh, I think he was like the, the chief medical examiner at the college in Philadelphia. Um, and he had collected a bunch of uh, peculiar medical specimens over his career. Um, so you'll find uh, things like skeletons from elephant men, people with elephantitis, um, a very large colon, um, the liver from the uh, conjoined twins from... Uh, the Barnum and Bailey act uh, for the P from the PT Barnum show. Um, just all kinds of uh, displays of medical peculiarities and diseases um, it was originally set up as a learning center from the college, but now it's open to the public. And it's creepy. I would love to visit. Yeah. You mentioned that. And it's, creepy. it's pretty it intense. To to, yeah. I would definitely yeah. be going in there. <laughs> I will yeah, say absolutely. probably not for the, uh, not for the week of stomach. It, uh, it's uh, pretty intense. Well, like I, I get weirded out with like gore stuff. I just get like, I don't know if it's, it's gotta be psychological, but when I see a lot of gory stuff, I get really like bad nausea, but I feel like this mm -hmm. would be okay. Cause there's not like blood everywhere and guts is yeah. there necessarily. I don't know. I, think no. I, I feel like I'd be fine. Did anybody see that exhibit that traveled through, I don't know, a few years back at the, at the museum of science and industry that was the veins. I know what you're talking about. I didn't see it. Where they like sliced people, like yeah, it was and then they had like um, you know, like I think it was like there was like a dog or something where it showed just the layout of like the capillaries and the arteries and the veins and everything. That the was really go to it, and and yeah. it was not disturbing to me the way that I thought it was going to be disturbing. <laughs> so oh, but wait till you hear the backstory of that, and then it will be disturbing. <laughs> That's where I was gonna go. Yeah. So I'll, I'll be brief, but uh, there, there are two versions of this exhibit. It's um, one of them's is uh, body, the expedition exhibition. I forget yeah. what the other title is, but the touring one is more than one that you want to see because the touring one, and it has like one residency in Las Vegas is was the one that was originally set up by this uh, European doctor who procured his bodies um, through willing donors um, who developed the process of plastiza plastization where he would go back and uh, replace the, uh, the fluids uh, with a uh, basically a polymer that would turn their arteries and flesh into plastic so that like uh, trusted, you said they could be sliced um, they could remove the veins um, and you can see really the inner workings of the body. And it was kind of a beautiful thing. They would, they would do it with uh, people who were willing donors. They would do it with animals and you could really see biology. But then he got hired by a Chinese university to come and do a lecture series on his process. And what happened after that 
is horrific. Now, this Chinese university started uh, working with another organization in the United States to set up um, these bodies exhibitions uh, throughout typical places like Las Vegas. Um, I think there's one in Orlando, um, typical tourist spots, along with a couple touring uh, ones. But unlike the original doctor who was procuring them uh, through volunteers, through very uh, willing people who knew what they were getting into, this university in China was procuring their bodies uh, from execution victims at the nearest prison um, <laughs> without their consent or knowledge as to what was going to happen to them. Um, so while it is a very interesting and very cool uh, exhibit, I highly recommend that uh, you try to do your research on which one you're going to watch, uh, which one you're going to see, because I chose wrong and did not find out until after. And I was mortified. Oh, whoops. No, yeah. I love that you even know that or even care. Yeah. I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah. Well, yeah, I appreciate that as well. It, it, it sucked because, you know, I was going through the exhibit. And I was like, these all look to be the same rough, rough ethnicity. And you would think that uh, as a global doctor procuring internationally, you would see more diversity. And I was like, hmm, I'm going to look up the providence, provenance of this exhibit. And boy, oh, boy, oh I was, boy, oh. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> well, I don't know why you just suddenly turned into a 90-year-old man. <laughs> you willikers. That's how much that experience aged me by. <laughs> well played, well played. Um but- Hopefully those uh, souls have left their uh, meat meccas and are now uh, perusing the dimensions as they see fit. Hashtag flesh car. car. I thought it was meat car for a second and I was trying to remember, but no, it's flesh car, not meat car. Yeah, no, you came up with meat car. That's uh, meat car. (sighs) Don't ask me why. Flesh is somehow more disturbing. Mm -hmm. It's way more disturbing. Always. Especially if it's whispered. Yeah. Let's go try it. Flesh car. Flesh car. <laughs> Can you imagine somebody's tuning True. in right now flesh not knowing car. what they're walking into and we're just whispering flesh car? I they're don't know, like, but nah. I just got you all to whisper flesh car. <laughs> yeah, you did. Props. <laughs> mm. um, so here's a question for you that it's, it's kind of in line with what we've been asking you. So uh, each of our hosts gets a certain time to come up with their own topic. They do some research. If they'd like to sort of offload some of that, we've got somebody that helps us with research. When you have your turn to do topics, what kind of topics do you think you might be covering? If you had gotten the position, theoretically. Yeah. So uh, I think doing a real deep dive into the Brown Mountain Lights and uh, doing a real deep exposition on that, I think would be very interesting. Um, I also have uh, an interest in... Uh, in abandoned insane asylums. Um, so uh, there's this one town in the middle of West Virginia called Weston, uh, where the Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum is. Um, I've been there multiple times, love the town, great people, um, and researching the history of that, uh, both normal and paranormal, is very fascinating to me. Um, and, you know, these, uh, these institutions, um, 
the, the typically gothic looking ones with the big spires and huge wings. Uh, they follow the Kirkbride plan, and there were a couple hundred of them set up throughout the uh, U.S. Um, and you know, as as they were overcrowded and pushed beyond the limits of what they were designed uh, for, they became really horrific places. Um, so I'd like to do some deep dives into that. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm also very interested in the uh, the spiritual sites of the Southwest. Um, so the abandoned locations of the Anasazi people, um, different lost civilization type things. Um, yeah, things along those lines. That sounds great. I'm so into those things, the Anasazi and some of those lost tribes, like, yeah. Talk about those places of power. Some of those ruins yeah. and whatnot are really something else. Following the ley lines and everything else. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. that's very interesting. Yeah. Very, mm. very, very cool. What's the coolest place that you've been to amongst these places of of power? Hmm. In your in your opinion, not, you know, yeah. The most famous or anything, but just the one that was most powerful for you. So, hmm, I think, so when, when I was in the Peace Corps, I served in the country of Malawi. And this takes, uh, Malawi is situated in the Great African Rift Valley. So basically a place where Africa is splitting apart. Um, and it's also the cradle of humanity. It's where humanity is said to evolve, to have evolved. Um and the, uh, the the rocks that line the escarpment of the Rift Valley um, are part of, I, I think it's called like the Central African Craton. And these rocks are three and a half billion, with a B, years old. That's older than bones. That's older than plants. That is older than an oxygen atmosphere on the planet. That's, That's older than most life on Earth. And just to be in rock, uh, surrounded by rocks and these massive outcroppings that have been around since essentially almost the formation of Earth, um, the things that they've seen, the things that have imprinted on these rocks, and then also to see arguably, very arguably, because I've, I've got a lot of theories on lost civilizations and stuff like that, um the, the the most impactful civilization humanity to be reared in between these valleys or these ancient rocks so probably that place was the most awe-inspiring not to mention also it, it, it's funny because um I, I, w I was working in Nika national park which takes up about a third of the country but nobody lives in it wow. um so I, I was in the middle of this park farthest I've ever been from another person in my life, but also in the cradle of humanity was pretty powerful. Yeah, I would imagine that. was that. pretty insane. Yeah, I would imagine that being so. It's got to be like really terrifying. Is it, what were you like telling yourself that whole time? Like, what was your headspace like when you're like, oh man, if something happens, I'm completely alone. There's no help coming. Honestly, kind of okay. <laughs> like, that's, that's my biggest takeaway from out there. Like, life was hard. And, uh, you know, there were several situations where I was like, like you said, if, uh, if something goes wrong, right. you kind of shit out of luck. If you I run was out okay. of food or something. 
Yeah, out of food. Probably were not wouldn't run out of water during the rainy season. Yeah. Um, but even just getting lost out there. Um, you know, it's one of those places where it's like I, I've made it to a point in my life where I'm happy with what I've done so far. And if I pass in a place like this, you know, it's not the worst could, thing could in the be world. Worst things, yeah. 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 I mean, I just um, I, I wonder why it, maybe you could tell me like why don't men, why do not many people live out there is it because it's a lot of like government owned land I know that can be the yeah. reality of like like I know that's like the reality in Wyoming like that's why like not a lot of people live yeah. there yeah and it, it's exactly that so Nika National Park is completely owned by the government it's completely separate set aside for uh, nature preservation um, Malawi is actually uh, the the most uh, densely populated country in Africa if I remember correctly um, just because it's really tiny at its uh at its widest it's like i think 20 kilometers wow um but yeah it's just because it's uh government-owned land they basically set aside the whole northern third of the country um just for preservation okay i do have a question what would be your like dream place to visit for whatever reason whether it's like a paranormal reason or like a like a normal reason so uh i i wanted to mention this um it's actually, have you guys heard of the Eye of the Sahara? Nope. So, no, um, I can't tell if that's from The Mummy or something. That else. actually, that totally sounds like it's from The Mummy. I don't yeah. think it was in The Mummy. <laughs> Maybe Scorpion King? <laughs> it might yes, have been. It does honestly. sound like Scorpion King. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, essentially, and. Can I screen share? No, it doesn't look like it. You, you but can. I can. I think I can enable that. Hold on. Uh, where do I go? Security? Would it be under security? Allow oh, participants sure. to share screen. Okay, you should have access. It might not show up unless the thing is restarted, though. Mm, uh, but anyways, okay. it doesn't matter. If you look up uh, the Eye of the Sahara, um, you'll see what I'm talking about. It's this massive... A con- series of concentric circles in the middle of the Sahara Desert. And when I'm talking massive, I'm saying it's about 25 miles across. Oh my God. And, you know, I was just scrolling through Google Earth one day, like back in high school, um, as one does. Uh, and I just came across this and I was like, what the hell is that? And, you know, there's just like with the Brown Mountain Lights, there's a lot of theories out there. But no one really knows, especially with how remote this place is. Right. Um, so I would love to visit there and see what it's all about, what's going on there, um, and really look into it. Well, I've definitely been a person who in high school did the Google Earth thing. There's like a <laughs> pentagram in Russia that you can see from yeah. Google Earth. There's like buildings here in the U.S. that are like CIA owned that are in the shape of swastikas. The oh, De- yeah, there are. The Denver airport. There's so has- many where they're like, oh, 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 what a design flaw. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought? Yeah, there's like uh, weird runways at the Denver airport that look like it might have been a swastika. Mm-hmm. All kinds of stuff all over the place. Um, and then there's like if it's it's really cool if you're somebody who looks at Google Earth over a period of time, because there are certain places that like will get like blacked out for no reason. And then you come back to it and then like suddenly it's not redacted anymore. And you're wondering like, what was going on here? Like, why was this redacted for a while? And then it came back and I see you're sharing a Wikipedia article. Yeah. I just dropped a link to the, it's called the Rashad structure. I think that's the dude who originally found it. But if you scroll through that, you'll see some, uh, some of the crazy pictures um, and just how 
wild this thing is. Okay, well, and you know, from the ground, it doesn't look like a whole hell of a lot, um, but from the air and from space, I mean, it literally looks almost perfect circles, um, hundreds of them, concentric circles. Um, in the middle of the Sahara Desert. I'll put it up on the stream here in just a second so that at least the viewers can see, but uh, unless you're watching yeah. the stream, you won't be able to see it. But this is what we're referencing, everybody that's watching. Wow, those are pretty neat. Those are pretty neat. Oh, and wow. like I said, this thing is about 25 miles across. Wow. Interesting. Almost like crop circles. Crop circles. <laughs> oh. Yeah, right. This was... Could that this is when the mothership in? came through. Maybe, maybe mm -hmm. they're related. Mm -hmm. I think I think the ladies just really wanted to talk about crop circles. <laughs> I think Jenny did. I Jenny think, really wanted to talk Jenny, about it. Jenny, I think we're really tying it in for a future topic, no. but I think we also no, learned we're that we're just going to do it was just Jenny. for a year. <laughs> just Jenny. <laughs> go ahead, Jenny. Go go crazy. All of, all go of this, crazy. all of the things. I do like those now. Um, yeah, that's really interesting. And I will be looking at that later. And what's really interesting about it. So I've talked about a lot about rocks. Um, I'm, I have a degree in geology. I'm a geologist by trade. Um, that's impressive. Yeah, well, in a past life. Um, what's really interesting about this Rashad structure is that there are very telltale signs. If something is an impact crater and those aren't here. Wow. Really? Yeah, kind of nuts. which yeah. is very interesting. It, with an impact crater, especially of this magnitude, you would definitely see what's called shock quartz, which is basically where the rock like was hit so hard that it melted a certain way and was ejected a certain way and cooled a certain way that we can say, yeah, that was definitely an impact. We don't find that here. Huh. I just fact-checked with my in-house geologist. <laughs> <laughs> nice. What, what did the fact check say? Confirmed or? Confirmed. Okay. Confirmed. Mm -hmm. Solidly confirmed. <laughs> Glad my degree still holds up. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a great degree to have, honestly. Um, I've never heard of something so interesting uh, as, as this particular one. So, Did you have any questions for us thus far? Uh, not particularly. Um, I have a couple interesting just discussion points, not like talking shop, but... Uh, what are y'all's favorite B horror movies? Big Trouble Little China. Oh, that's Tressa all night. So, <laughs> Frank, greatly appreciate your answer. Sure. I, uh, I wouldn't call that a B movie. That's oh, like agreed. True. for me. Actually, yeah. agreed. True. That would be an A movie for me, but most normies would consider it a B movie because they've never heard of it. So, like, that's that's my go-to. Also, Understandable. Uh, Doug, who's one of Young our people. listeners, uh, Doug says that your degree rocks. Just letting you know. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> ah, a little pun. It. Fantastic. Uh, you can't ask me what my favorite is. I've got uh, it's it's my life, and I cannot pick a favorite. It's like uh -huh. asking me which one of my favorite kids is my favorite because they're all my favorites. But it's definitely Stephanie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going Army of Darkness. Okay. That's not yeah, that's a B pretty. movie either. Okay. You guys, but, come on. Just like Big Trouble, okay. for the average viewer, that is very much a B tier movie, as much as it is Disagree. beloved. And it we is. love it so much. Or Disagree. I will go Reptilicus. I'm a big fan okay. of Reptilicus. All right. I'll do that one. Okay, yeah. Carrie, you're up to bat. Oh, I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> Just say Axum and we'll move on. 
<laughs> I, I will say mine real quick. Um, we had B movie nights uh, with my friends in high school. Uh, like every week, we would bring our favorite movie uh, to the night. And my, my favorite one that came out of that was Black Sheep. Have you ever heard of it? No. Three words. Zombie wear sheep. What the fuck, dude? Oh, what uh-oh. the fuck? Uh-oh. Okay, Trust I have to down. bring up two movies. Two movies. Ginger Ginger Snaps, I don't okay. think is a B-movie, but it's amazing and so great. Mm. Uh, but my most recent favorite B-movie, 13, 13, 13. I haven't seen that yet. It's Same. terrible and amazing. Describe it in three okay. words also. Uh, anyone that's born on uh, April Fool's Day is uh, exempt from the madness that happens to everybody else on Earth on the 13th month of the 13th year of the 13th day, and it makes no sense, and it's so good. That was more Trusted, than three did words. you know that's me? That's me. Yep. Me. <laughs> what? Yeah. It has to be my new favorite movie. Wait, are you born on April Fool's Day? I yes. really am. Now everybody nice. knows my birthday. Dakota. And that's my anniversary, too. And quite honestly, it tracks that yeah. Dakota would be the one who would be exempt from the madness. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Dakota, my yeah. girlfriend was born on Halloween, so you got an automatic nine <gasps> point for me. Cool. More points. I'll take them. More points. <laughs> um, I also wanted to ask, uh, I, I don't know how we're doing on time, but um, so each of you have like a particular point of the paranormal that you are interested in correct generally i would say that's more or less generally i Um, think we're all interested in everybody's thing there's just one thing that kind of appeals more to yeah less than others i go with yeah absolutely so i'm curious i'm curious where each of you find your specialty lies and then what is your favorite thing within that specialty so, like, if you're the cryptid person, are you a Bigfoot or a Nessie? Oof. Mm, cryptid person, definitely more of a Bigfoot. I like cryptids that uh, are very similar, have very similar stories across many different cultures and mm-hmm. many different landscapes. And also, big fan of the fact that Jane Goodall supports Bigfoot. I'm just... Oh Hell yeah, that's I haven't cool. heard of that. That's yeah. Sick. There's an interview. You you can just you can just use the Googles, and um, Jane Goodall talks about Bigfoot, and she's got some valid points in there. I'm gonna put that in my tab for looking at as soon as we get off of here. Um, that's very interesting. Who wants to go next? Anybody? Uh, what's the question? Uh, what I'm most concentrated on? I will say. Uh, Mm, anything science shit that I don't understand, which is a lot, uh, <laughs> like alien shit. I like uh, time travel shit. I like uh, uh, alternate dimension shit. You know what? If it seems like it could be real, I want to know about it. If if you could have like a somewhat of a bullshit science explanation for it, give me more of that. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I like yeah. that. And I'll say on that real quick, um, you know, uh, a lot of times aliens and un- non understood science tends to go hand in hand with lost civilizations. The, the more that I see, the more like lost towns from a hundred years ago that I see, the more I think <laughs> there is definitely some lost civilizations of some kind out there. Yeah. Um, just like, 
take for instance, I think it was like two weeks ago, I was in uh, the formerly booming town with thousands of residents of Rocky Springs that was had thousands of residents up to about like 60 or 70 years ago. There's not a trace of that town. Wow, like yeah. town. And how quickly nature reabsorbs yeah. civilizations and stuff. It's um, wild. People yeah. like people can desert. I think people could just like, I don't know, a, a town can just not exist because people die off and then it just no one knows about it anymore. And mm-hmm. it's not paranormal or crazy, but it's just something that happens that no one really talks about. Yeah. Carrie, do you want to go next? About everyone died off. Um, right. Exactly. <laughs> So that's that's my area. Everyone died off. The paranormal. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's dead. Everyone's dead that I like to go talk to. So mm. yeah, the paranormal, the ghost type stuff. Ghost stuff, yeah. I would say that's ghost it. stuff. Do you have a hot take? I think he also wanted your hot take. Or where did you Oh if you I gotta have come one. up with a hot take? Maybe not even necessarily hot take, but like what's one thing in the field of ghosts that you think is like particularly interesting that that like really gets you going (laughs) (laughs) um okay so i love especially not just going to different places you know there's certainly when you think of the paranormal people tour around go to all the places go to trans allegheny go to everywhere I like uh, my perspective and my involvement is more of a having residence someplace and the kind of getting to know, you know, who's there and, you know, getting to be familiar with the spirits. So not just going everywhere and saying, oh, I got an EVP or oh, I didn't or, you know, but actually just feeling and I like the going in and you just know if they're there, if it's going to be, you know, interesting today or if it's not going to be interesting so I like I like the settling in and getting to know a place rather than just going all over. Yeah, and we we talked about this in our, in our uh, over the phone interview. I didn't want you to think that I had forgotten about that. Just wanted to let the viewers know as well. <laughs> That's awesome. He didn't Frank? forget, Frank. Oh, I, so for me, I really take a huge interest in time travel, and I do that because I feel like scientifically we might get there someday. Realistically, I really believe that. Uh, the other thing that's a little bit more paranormal, though, is uh, I take a huge interest in uh, sleep related things and like things mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, sleep paralysis. And on that same note, I take a huge interest in like uh, astral projection type stuff. And like, mm-hmm. again, I think uh, maybe it's just me, but I take an interest in that because I think that there might be some science that we just haven't discovered yet that can kind of either explain things or we could explore that for different reasons. But, you know, that also can. Both of those things, both time travel and astral projection can be tied to a reality type of thing or or multiversal type of thing or interdimensional type of thing. So that's Mm -hmm. where I kind of fit into our little group here. So I don't know if that answers your question. I think it does. Yeah, no, it totally does. Yeah, yeah. Very interesting. You've got an interest like that. But like Tress and I, I think we're more into time travel than like the Kara and the Jenny. Right? Sure. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I would 100% agree with that. I get lost in the science. Yeah, I get lost in the sciency, and then I start, you know, not paying attention and things. (laughs) Glaze. Yeah, somebody needs to come get me. I, you know, I don't know what's happening. (laughs) But but yeah, I think we are kind of wrapping it up. Um, Running out of time. We we definitely Um, have to start doing that. Yeah, we do a final thoughts 
Uh, didn't we just do that? Come on, don't make I me feel do like more. we did. You wanted to see we did? Okay. Right, guys, <laughs> calm down. We don't. I have don't to. have more I'm in me. Forcing, I'm not forcing anybody. If you had something great, if you don't, that's okay too. I already poured well, out we, my soul. I'm good. To ask Dakota. So Dakota, the the reason we do the final thought is it's we like to give the audience a take back, right? So if mm -hmm. you would like to say something to our specific audience and have them take something back, what would that be? A specific thing to take back. Um, always be curious to the places around you. Uh, never assume that just because a place is the way it is now that it's always been that way. Uh, things have changed. Things will continue to change. And uh, I don't know. I guess you got to change with it. Mm. Try to look into the past of places. It's not. It's not a bad thought. No, it's great. It's a good one. Who wants to go next? Um, I think I. I think we should. You know, let the other final thoughts. <laughs> final thoughts. I think that they're going to kill me. Agreed. I, yes. Trying to make anybody have an extra final thought. Well, I'll do yeah, this. Frank. What's your final tonight, thought? I'll be in host jail. <laughs> I mean, mine, mine is, uh, you know, every week, I think the biggest take back that I, I can suggest that somebody leaves here with is just be open minded about everything. You know, I think we live in a society that in general, we're just closed minded to things. And whether it's paranormal topics or not, even if it's just a difference of opinion, be open minded to it. Be open minded to being wrong. Be open minded to a different perspective. I think if you do that, you're probably, you know, more likely to live a better, more fulfilling life. That's that's what I'd like to give out as a final thought. Mm -hmm. I like well, it. That. Cool. I like that as well. And and I'll throw in there, you know, travel when you can. Go check yeah. out some really interesting places and places that you might be a little bit afraid of. But that's kind of the cool part of the journey. Get lost, man. Get lost. Word. Agreed. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, Tressa or Carrie, you have something, or should we close it? Let's. Let's close it. I'm good. I'm uh, everybody, good. we're gonna we're really gonna thought it out already. Say goodbye <laughs> here uh, to Dakota. Cheers. Thank thanks you for, for having me. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for thanks, uh, sharing Dakota. your time with us. Uh, thank you for coming on. Um, what we're gonna do next for like next steps? We're gonna have a few more interviews and a paranormal show or two mixed in there. There, but uh, I think we're gonna let you know or let any applicants know that uh, probably like. End of March. We'll, we'll get back to you. We'll let you know exactly where we are. And if you get the job, then you're going to be joining us for the first week in April. That first Monday is going to be our sort of little meet and greet. So that's that uh, to our listeners. Thank you for tuning in tonight. Thank you for telling a friend. We'll see you all next week. And until then, stay spooky, be open minded, get lost in things and um, observe your surroundings. <laughs> <laughs>